Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Uh, today, we have our panelist, Lori Roper and Brian Scanlon, and they also have another guest, uh, Dan Futrell. Uh, but Lori Roper is a Cook County Supervisory Attorney, uh, problem-solving courts, and Brian Scanlon is a Cook County Assistant Attorney, uh, Public Defender Office, and Dan Futrell is a U.S. Ranger Combat Infantry Officer, and uh, we will bring him on, but he has a ex- distinguished career. Uh, he was with the uh, Gonzaga University's ROTC program. He was an infantry officer and a ranger qualified infantry officer by that, a platoon leader. His most notable deployment was for 15 months with the 3 2 Striker Brigade in 2006 7, where he was awarded the Combat Infantry Men's Badge. Uh, I was actually deployed into Iraq in Mosul with the Striker Brigade, uh, the second ID. Uh, so we have some common uh, grounds there. But that was back in 2004 5. Uh, he's also a post military Dan, earned uh, a master's in public policy from Harvard University in, and in the third class of Tillman Scholars. Since then, he has served for six years as an elected official on the local school board and has held executive roles in nonprofits and private companies alike. Dan now lives in Chicago with his wife. Uh, Giselle and his son and a couple of four-legged friends that are home. I'm sure they're dogs or cats. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. Where he is training daily to improve his 248 marathon best. I mean, what else do you need in a person? I mean, you are like a role model for anyone who's an employer out there looking for hiring veterans. So today our discussion will surround uh, Pat Tillman Foundation. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all of you. Hi, Hello. Thank you. Hi, Lori. Thanks you for having us, us here. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, Lori, why don't you uh, lead us off for a second, and then uh, we can uh, uh, talk to, uh, to Brian as well, and then they can introduce um, uh, Dan uh, Futrell, and we'll talk a little bit about this Pat Tillman Foundation, why it's so important, what it does, how it moves. Okay. Again, I'm Lori Roper. I am so excited to have Dan on the show today. Uh, the Pat Tillman Foundation is such a very important organization, and uh, I'm sure your listeners are very familiar with the gentleman uh, by the name of Pat Tillman. I'm going to let Brian go into the introductions of Dan, and I'm sure Dan will give us more details on who exactly Pat Tillman was. Thank you. Thank you, Colonel Laurie and Dan. Dan, I just want to say um, we were led to your um, to the knowledge of you and the Pat Tillman Foundation by a good friend of yours, uh, Dr. Odom, who was on our show previously, and I do hope he's listening now and you can tell us how, um, how you know him. Dr. Odom has helped uh, the Veterans Treatment Court through the University of Chicago, and I would just like to just start off by asking you, Dan, what brought you into the service and what brought you to the Tillman Foundation? 
Hey, uh, this is Dan. Hey, for, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, for having me on and, and for giving me some time. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, as I was making a transition out of military service myself, and and um, you, you know, you, you guys offered a, a very uh, a generous uh, introduction there. As I was making my own transition uh, out of military service into uh, into a master's degree program and trying to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life. Uh, I, uh, I met another classmate of mine who suggested that I look into the Pat Tillman Foundation and uh, apply to their scholarship. And, uh, you know, I, I did. And, you know, of course, we all in, you know, 2001, two, three, four, we all knew about Pat Tillman and, uh, you know, the decisions that he made that, that still continue to inspire. Um, but, uh, you know, when I, when I was able to apply and then was selected as a Tillman scholar, uh, it, it was, it was even, uh, more meaningful for me because, you know, quite honestly, as, as a Tillman scholar, um, not only is there, uh, you know, financial support for education, but, but I would say, you know, I have gained a sense of community with other Tillman scholars, but also I feel a sense of obligation uh, to um, to to continue doing good work in my life. And and I'll I'll say one more thing before I pause here. But you know, Marie Tillman is our uh, is our board chair. Marie Tillman was uh, you know is is Pat's widow. She lives in Chicago here, uh, and is the reason uh, why we are here. And in, in a variety of ways here in Chicago, we as an organization exist. You know, she, when she talks about Pat's legacy, uh, she talks about the Tillman Scholar community. We now have, you know, next week we're going to announce our, our next class of Tillman Scholars, which will put us over 750 Tillman Scholars uh, over, over 16 years. Uh, Marie Tillman describes Pat's legacy as a living legacy, and that legacy lives on through all of all of the Tillman scholars that uh, are part of this community and that have, you know, uh, demonstrated a, a commitment to uh, serving others uh, while wearing the uniform and and beyond uh, their uniform service. Fantastic. Yeah, you know. Fantastic. Yeah, I was wondering. I was wondering, Brian or Dan, if you, you can tell us, you know, just tell us a little bit about Pat Tillman because some. Uh, people who joined the service recently may not know the history, uh, but it's a remarkable history. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk a little bit about Pat. You know, so Pat was somebody who, uh, by by football standards, was not, uh, you know, was not um, – physically big he didn't you know uh he uh he wasn't bigger than most of the people on the field he wasn't faster than most of the people on the field um when he you know in in high school and even before then you know he got cut from the baseball team and um and and was consistently told like hey yeah you're pretty good but you know you're probably not going to make the next level you're you know you're just you're not the right size and maybe you don't have what it takes and you know he grew up in, in the bay area in california and he's somebody who, you know, didn't didn't come from a perfect life, didn't you know, didn't make every perfect decision uh, in his life. And you know, if, if you're if folks are interested in, in learning more uh, about Pat and, and more of the details of his life, you know, I, I point you to a book written by John Krakauer uh, called "Where Men Win Glory." But uh, you know, Pat grew up and you know, he really wanted to play college uh, college football. And, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't getting a ton of interest and, you know, he was able to find a spot, uh, on, uh, the football team with the, uh, with Arizona state university as a Sun devil. And again, you know, the, the expectations on him, 
um, because of what he he brought physically were not were not very high. Like, oh, great, you know, you could be on the team, but you know, we don't we don't think this is going to amount to much. And what what they saw in in Tempe was somebody who brought an exceptional amount of passion to his to his work on the field, um, but also somebody who was committed to succeeding in the classroom. You know, he's somebody who um, you know was very well read. And understood that while football was was very very important to him, he also understood that he wanted to be well rounded and wanted to you know understand his place in the world uh, as as a young man. And so when he finished college at ASU, again he hits this uh, you know this inflection point in his life, and he said, you know, I, I really want to play in the NFL. And again, he's not getting a lot of interest. You know, he just had led his team. Uh, to the Rose Bowl and, uh, in 1997. And, you know, he had shown exceptional leadership within, uh, within the locker room. And again, he wasn't getting a lot of interest. Uh, he was drafted in the seventh round uh, by, the, uh, by the Arizona Cardinals, and expectations weren't super high. But once he got on the field, uh, what he brought, that, that passion, that energy, that, that tenacity that he brought uh, made him a standout player. He got you know, the most tackles in a season, and so when 9-11 happened, he, uh, he was pretty affected by it. And uh, he, he started asking himself, what have I done to contribute to, you know, this, this greater thing we call our country? Um, he had family members that had served and that, that inspired him. And, and he said, you know, I'm being called to serve here. And so he, he turned down a multi-million dollar NFL contract to continue playing. Um, and, he, and he was doing well at the top of his game. And he joined the U.S. Army Rangers, uh, the Second Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment, and um, you know deployed to Iraq with his. He and his brother, uh, his brother Kevin, also joined. They both uh, deployed to Iraq, uh, de- deployed to Afghanistan, and Pat uh, ultimately was was killed by friendly fire uh, in April of 2004 in Afghanistan. And you know a lot a lot was made around that. And I don't need to go into the details here. The, the short of it was, you know, the first story that came out wasn't wasn't quite um the full story and it took uh, took some time to get the full story that it was in fact friendly fire but um ultimately here we are now you know 17 years later talking about a man who was very selfless who was uh, tenacious and um and still continues to inspire yes excellent excellent you know i just like to hear those stories because it, it, it reaffirms um the commitment that people make every day when they raise their hand and you know, put on a uniform, uh, regardless of what the branch is uh, and how to defend this nation and protect us. So um, I know, Brian, you had some other, uh, other questions you would ask. Yes. What, what I would like to um, tell Dan is one of the reasons I thought he'd make it such a great guest is I think the Tillman Foundation and what we are often involved in, the Veterans Treatment Court, are kind of a reflection of each other. We have, um, as from the Public Defender's Office, we represent people who, veterans, who don't make the perfect life decisions, and we invest in them to become better, as Dr. Odom has been talking about before. How do we turn you around to make you um, reestablish the mission now uh, that you are called to do in the service? Um, so I just ask Dan, as you talk about your scholarships, um, Veterans Treatment Court, which are always welcome to come to the graduation once our clients clean themselves up, um, and reaffirm their dedication to their lives. Is there anything that the Tillman Foundation could offer the uh, the graduates of the Veteran Treatment Court? 
Yeah, well, f- first, l- let me say, you know, veter- ve- veterans treatment courts are um, are so important. You know, I think we as a country uh, post 9-11 have struggled to figure out how to, uh, on the civilian side, we've struggled to figure out how to welcome back veterans who have had pretty exceptional experience experiences at uh, young and impressionable points in their life. Um, and we've not really built a path for them to, uh, to integrate back. And so, you know, I think we're, we're in a lot better shape now, uh, 20 years on, uh, than we were immediately, but veterans treatment, treatment courts where, you know, veterans, uh, might have, you know, had, had, uh, um, you know, they've, they've, they've found themselves in the, uh, criminal justice system. Um, you know, I, 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 I very much welcome this idea that we can, we can tap into the, uh, the optimistic part of who they are. We can tap into the discipline and, and the training that they've received within the military and say, Hey, like that can still be a part of you if you want to tap into it for, for, for good. Um, with regard to the, the Tillman Foundation, you know, the thing that I would say is, you know, we exist to support veterans and military spouses who are going back to school, who quite frankly believe that their biggest, the biggest impact that they're going to make in their life hasn't happened yet. You know, a, a lot of veterans can, can look backwards and say, oh man, like, you know, those, those were, you know, the, the days of my life. And, you know, let me, let me, let me tell you these stories for, you know, the next 20, 30, 50 years. And, and we help, we all who have served and, and everybody, quite frankly, we, we have those stories, right? We have those stories and we're going to keep telling them. And that's fun, especially, you know, when, when we find ourselves with other veterans, it's an easy way to connect. But all of our Tillman scholars believe that they haven't done the biggest thing in their life yet. And they're, they're joining, they're, they're applying for our scholarship and they are articulating what kind of impact they want to have, how this education helps get them there, and how this community can, can be a support for them. So for all the, uh, the veterans that find themselves in, in the veterans treatment courts, you know, what I would say is, hey, look, you know, if, you're, if you're looking to go back to school, um, please apply. You know, February is the, uh, is the month that our application is open for the, the following fall. Um, every February 1st, you know, our application season will open. So, um, and before that, we have information sessions, and we are more than happy to um, talk about what makes a good application. We've got a lot of videos online that talk about our application process. But the thing that I'd say for anybody who's gone through a veteran, veterans treatment court is, if you're looking to get an education, you're looking to invest in yourself, um, please apply. Share your story with us, and, and uh, let's see if, if we can't support you. Wonderful. Are there any um, uh, success stories you'd like to talk about? You know, we have a lot of a lot of uh, Tillman scholars who are doing really important work. You know, I, I jumped on a couple minutes early, and I, I heard you talking about um, female veterans and how the Veterans Affairs uh, is, you know, um, recognizing. Uh, the importance of serving of serving women, and so uh, you know, I'll, I'll if you'll allow me, I'll talk for a minute. You know, we we do have one scholar um, named Andrea Goldstein who works in uh, you know, she she works in Washington D.C. Uh, as a, um, a a staff employee of the uh, um, the Committee on Veterans Services uh, within uh, the House of Representatives. She is somebody who you know, as a Navy veteran. Um, she has, you know, raised her hand to serve. She's deployed uh, and continues to find a way um, now uh, through her through her day job to support other veterans. And that's the kind of thing where, you know, uh, we have um, 
you know, all of our all of our veterans are continuously looking for ways to serve others. Um, you know, there there are other folks out there too, right? We have uh, we have uh, we have one Tillman scholar right now uh, named Tom who is you know he's getting his he's a former police officer and you know, he was involved in a. Uh, a, a police, uh, a police, in, you know, police-involved shooting um, where uh, somebody was killed, and you know, he and he was, you know, he was the police officer, and you know that that as a a moment in his life as a professional, so serving serving his local community as a as a police officer after having served uh, in the military, that moment really caused him to reflect on. Um, his relationship to his community and how he might how he might improve that and how his knowledge of policing might uh, might be beneficial you know, going forward and so he ultimately decided that um, uh, he was not going to continue forward in the police force he's now working towards a PhD to study the use of force uh, by oh, wow. by police forces across the country, and he's you know he's in he's in one of these PhD and you know like he's in a, he's in a PhD program where you know they're they're forcing him to do the deep analysis uh, across uh, across all these uh, uh, police forces across the country. So Tom, Tom Baker here, he's he's doing the analysis to say you know what are the parallels we could find in police use of force instances. And, uh, and and where we can find parallels, where can we reduce those instances of use of force? Um, the last thing I'll say is um, just to highlight another scholar. You know, we have uh, a scholar named Chris Diaz, who uh, you know lives in, in Philadelphia. Um, you know, he was working on a uh, a graduate degree in human performance, and so really coming at. Um, you know, he, he started coming at it from a from an athletic point of view. He's a black belt in jujitsu, and um, you know, he started trying to think through how can we take um, kind of the psychological, the social elements of athletics, and apply it in other parts of our lives, in in our professions, in the, the way that we choose to have impact. And um, he now uh, is serving within the Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, he is the uh, interim chief of staff. Um, for the Secretary of the Veterans Affairs uh, within the uh, within the the, the Biden administration, um, he is somebody who day in and day out, you know, again he's looking for ways to continue to serve the veteran community um, as a Tillman Scholar, as a veteran himself, and as somebody who who just who cares deeply um, and is willing to continue putting themselves on the line, uh, maybe not in uniform, but you know, every day to go 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 to work and continue to serve others. Those are the kinds of scholars, Andrea, Tom, Chris. Those are the kinds of scholars who, um, you know, we really really appreciate that they have um, stuck to their commitment to continue to serve. And you know, and and then I'll, I'll pause after this. But you know, with, as a foundation, you know, there are there are four values that that we see that guided past life and that guide us. Um, that's service, that's scholarship, that's impact, uh, and humble leadership. And, and all of those are, you know, describe how Pat lived his life. He was a leader for sure, but he was humble about it. He was not, you know, when he, when he joined the second Ranger battalion, uh, he, he stopped giving interviews. He said, I will not as an, as a former NFL player. And he thought that, you know, perhaps he would go back, but you know, as an NFL player, I'm not going to give any interviews. I may be the most famous guy in the second Ranger battalion right now. Um, but this isn't about me. This is about, you know, the, uh, the tape on my chest that says us army and, and who, who I serve. 
and he knew that he did not need to stand out um, more than the guys to his left or to his right. Uh, you know, our scholars are doing the same thing. They're not looking to stand out on their own. They're looking to continue to serve. Fantastic. Yeah. How, how can people find out about this uh, organization and, you know, the Pat Tillman Foundation? Is there a website, you know, telephone numbers? How, how can people find out about applying for your program and then also, oh. you know, more information about the organization? We we not we have all of the things we have we have websites so ptf.org or pattillmanfoundation.org uh, we have you know Facebook we have Instagram we've got Twitter we're on all if you if you go anywhere on the internet and you search for Pat Tillman Foundation I guarantee you'll find us but yeah I, I'll tell you this you know we uh, we our job is to share the story of our Tillman scholars and the work that they're doing in the world and to help them grow. Uh, you know, our, our scholars, you know, they, they come to us again at, at a, at a fork in the road in their life where they're saying, Hey, you know, I need to invest in myself through education. Um, and so, so we, we, we get to come in and support them. We get to, you know, amplify their impact through academic scholarships and leadership development and, and our global community. And, um, you know, our, our, our job then is, is really to tell their story. And so if you're able to follow us on, um, you know, on, on any of our, uh, our social media channels or anything else, um, please do, because, you know, not only we learn a lot about the, the, the scholarship and the application process and all of that, but you'll get to know our community. You'll get to know Tillman scholars. And that's, I mean, you know, that, that's the thing that gets me up in the morning. And I, you know, I wish I could get, you know, 750 Tillman scholars on this call with you at the same time. You know, does the organization. I have a quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. And I'll, I'll just real quick. Um, I would like to extend an invitation to our next Veterans Treatment Court graduation. If you would like to come and meet our vets who have really, really turned their lives around, whether or not they apply for the scholarships or not, but you are a welcome guest because your good friend, Dr. Odom, has come many times. Anyway, sorry, Colonel, I'll oh, no. defer back to you. Oh, no, fine, 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 Brian. Uh, you know, but I, I, was think, I was wondering if the, the organization, uh, you know, accepts donations as well. We do, yeah. So we're, you know, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, we have, you know, the, the top ratings from, uh, you know, uh, top accountability ratings from Charity Navigator and, and others. Um, so definitely, you know, we, we, um, we exist and are able to continue to exist because people know about our work and because people support our work. Um, again, you know, going to ptf.org uh, or pattillmanfoundation.org. Um, you know, we, we do have a donate button there. Um, quite frankly, there are, you know, there are organizations out there and thousands and thousands of people um, who continue to believe in our work and to believe in past, past living legacy. You know, we have, uh, we have an event. So in, in a couple of weeks, we'll announce an, you know, uh, one of the ways we raise uh, resources is through athletic events, and we've got a, a, a big run in Tempe, Arizona, uh, every year in April, um, where you know we'll have thirty thousand people, families running a four point two mile race, ends on the forty two yard line in Sun Devil Stadium. It's pretty cool. Um, next month we'll we'll uh, open up registration for a ten k race, a virtual ten k. We've got a, a forty two and forty challenge. Uh, next uh, in the fall in, in in October that ends on Veterans Day. So it's 42 miles over 40 days. You could walk, you could run, you could hike. 
Um, and, and people get excited about that. But you know, people also do you know um, use those events to raise funds for us. So um, we definitely do accept donations, and that 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 keeps us going. And the la- last thing I'll say I'll say too, and you know, um, we have every year we accept sixty Tillman scholars into our community, which is not a lot. You know, we receive thousands of applications, and uh, we're, we're fortunate that people are you know people are interested in joining our community. Um, on Tuesday next week is when we get to announce our next 60. Uh, and we're so excited about it. We've got some really, really talented folks. Um, so if you're looking to, you know, follow us on social media and whatnot, um, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be blasting some really cool stories, uh, here starting next week. Great. Thank you. Thank you for your service. And, uh, we're running out of time. Uh, but I can tell you are a deep scholar with all those books behind you. <laughs> I'm looking at the, your, your library. Hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, my, my wife reads a lot. My wife reads a lot. I just look at the pictures. I mean, I'm a, I'm a former infantryman here. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much. We have to really thank, um, the Veterans Court, um, with, uh, Judge Hooks, uh, you know, attorney uh, Lori Roper and attorney Brian Scanlon. Brian, you have really brought someone here that is um, worth his weight in gold. Uh, I thank you for your service to our nation, and thank you for your continuing service to our veterans by educating them. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.